Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Essentials. I'm your host, Maddie Flint. Thank you for joining me again today. I hope you guys have had a great week. Um, And my topic for today is going to be about why viruses can change and create variants. Now, I know I have talked about this a while ago, I think when I first started doing podcasts, but uh, a lot of people have been asking why aren't we talking about COVID anymore or why are people still wearing their masks? Is the pandemic over? Are we in the post-pandemic times? Will COVID ever go away? Just some typical questions that I'm sure the majority of people are thinking because this all feels like the unknown. Um, So I just want to begin with the definition of a pandemic and the definition of an endemic. So I found a great way to explain this from a Boston University epidemiologist named Eleanor Murray and... This is really um, an explanation on how a pandemic becomes an endemic. An endemic disease is where infections occur in seasonal or predictable cycles like the flu, unlike a pandemic, which is when a disease's growth is exponential and the rate is skyrocketing. Every day the cases grow more rapidly than the day before. Um, It really doesn't have anything to do with population immunity or disease severity, but it just means that it covers a wide area and it's affecting several countries and populations at the same time and the cases are rapidly growing. So at this point in our COVID-19 pandemic, I think it's becoming an endemic at this point. We're starting to see some more herd immunity. A lot of people have gotten vaccinated. Whether you are vaccinated or not should be confidential. And I believe that educational institutions and um, workplaces should not be asking you what your vaccination status is on the COVID-19 vaccine because nobody's going to ask you if you've been vaccinated as a child against rubella. But that needs to be an individual choice and different places should not be able to terminate your employment or your education and enrollment based off of your vaccination status. Everything really should be up to the individual to choose. If you still would like to wear a mask and that makes you feel more protected when you're out in public, then that should be up to you, but nobody should be forced to do it and nobody should be forced to be vaccinated especially since it has more to do with a political agenda than it does with actual health, safety, and science. So that should be up to you to make all your own calls on that. So I'm just going to talk about how viruses can become variants. So just to give out a few quick key points on what makes a virus different than bacteria or than like any other healthy cell. Um, Viruses are not living biologically said because they're not cells but in a literal sense they do reproduce so you could say that they're living um they are smaller than 20 to 400 nanometers and for reproduction they invade their host cells taking control and copying the rna or dna and then destroying the host cell And unlike bacterial infections, viral infections are not localized, they are systemic. And that means that this pathogen can be distributed throughout the whole body by the bloodstream. Um, It's not in a localized, like, specific body region. And also, to give you guys some knowledge about the etymology of the word virus, it is from a Latin derivative. There are a few Latin translations, um, 
for the word that virus was derived from, and one is toxicum, toxicon, winum, winanum. And out of all of those, winum really stands out because we would pronounce that venom, and venom means poisonous substance, which is a sense now archaic, and it's from the Latin word virus, which is defined as poison, the sap of plants, a slimy liquid, a potent juice. So that's pretty cool. So we know how a virus reproduces. Um, it hijacks the host cell. They're going to borrow the um, cellular makeup or machinery in the host cells to copy their own genetic code. And these host cells may spit out hundreds or thousands, even millions of copies of the original virus. And then these new viruses break through this envelope around the cell and they go on to infect more cells. So then the host, say the person is like filled with this virus and they sneeze on somebody else, they're gonna infect another host. So those hosts might be infecting other people as they go on and that's how virus spreads. But each time a virus is copied, and this is on the cellular level, there's some risk that the host cell will make one or more errors in the genetic code of that virus because through the cell cycle, sometimes mistakes don't get caught and that is what causes a lot of genetic mutation. And I should say the cell cycles of mitosis and meiosis where replication happens. And cells are usually pretty good, um, the inner workings of the cells, at catching any mistakes before these new cells are synthesized and then sent out. But occasionally, in the phase of cellular reproduction where the genetic code is being read and copied, sometimes the copying machinery could make a small error and even like a few letters change in the genome could cause a completely different outcome because that is a mutation from the original. Many of these mutations won't affect how a virus works. Some might be bad for the virus, others might improve how well this virus can infect a cell or help the virus invade its host's immune system. A mutation might even allow the virus to resist the effects of some therapy. So scientists are gonna to refer to such new and improved variants as strains. So as hosts or people become infected with the virus and spread it to other people, this is going to create a perfect environment for this virus to replicate, which is going to create new forms of the virus. And this isn't just for COVID-19 specifically. This is for viruses in general. This is how they work and this is how they infect people. So influenza is also a virus that there are shots for, um, for prevention. So this isn't just about COVID. This is about how all viruses work. This is just following and explaining sciences, virology, um, immunology, biology, whatever. But this is science and this is how viruses work. So I have a list of some of the variants of COVID-19 from Yale Medicine and I'm just going to read about a few of them, um, starting with Delta. And the Delta variant was first identified in India in late 2020, and it soon spread throughout the world, becoming what was the predominant version of the coronavirus until Omicron took its place in mid-December. It's estimated that the Delta variant caused more than twice as many infections as previous variants. So it was 90% more transmissible than the Alpha variant. So this is where there were surges of um, infection, even in the most vaccinated states. So what's that say about COVID vaccination? In severity cases, Delta actually caused more severe disease 
than the other variants in people who weren't vaccinated. So if you weren't vaccinated and you got Delta, that is going to be worse symptom-wise than getting some of the other variants if you're not vaccinated. Then there was a second Delta, the Delta AY 4.2, sometimes referred to as the Delta Plus, which was actually the most prominent number of Delta offshoots. So each of these variants has like subvariants too. And this other Delta had two mutations in its spike protein. This variant was thought to be slightly more contagious than Delta itself, but it didn't rise as quickly here in the US as it did in Great Britain. And it didn't appear to pose a greater chance of hospitalization or death. So next we got the beta variant, or B1351. <laughs> this was identified in South Africa at the end of 2020 and spread to other countries. And experts had been concerned about its several mutations and potential to invade antibodies. So beta was not common in the U.S. So... Um, it was 50% more contagious than the original coronavirus strain, and none of the vaccines provided strong protection against it, from AstraZeneca to Moderna to Pfizer to Johnson & Johnson. On to the Alpha variant. This was one of the first highly publicized variants. It first appeared in Great Britain in November of 2020, and infections surged in December of that year. So then it soon surfaced around the world and became the dominant variant of the US. Alpha faded away with the rise of more aggressive Delta variants. So then, some mutations in the alpha spike protein were thought to make it more infectious, making it 30 to 50% more contagious than the original SARS-CoV-2 strain um, before Delta became predominant. And so the vaccines were supposedly pretty effective in preventing severe disease and hospitalization in alpha cases. And there are other variants to be concerned about, like Omicron and its subvariants and everything. Omicron has been far less severe than everything else, regardless of what media said. But in all these new COVID-19 subvariants, we're seeing all the same uh, symptoms. We're seeing people coughing, we're seeing that they have sore throats, congestion, they're having high fevers, and this is the case with all of the different variants. So while I don't think there is a need for any more national shutdowns because our economy is already just tanking, um, do what you can to protect yourself and your family, and if that calls for um, not attending large public gatherings or whatever else, um, just to keep yourself and your family away from um, potential sickness, as you would do with any other virus, um, the flu or whooping cough or whatever else, it's not just COVID-19. I, I understand that there is a scare going on about this that's been caused by politics in the media, and people who are in charge of our country right now, but it's responsible to be cautious about where you're going no matter what. Vaccine mandates are gonna do nothing to stop people from catching these viruses. If it's an endemic, like the flu, then it's gonna be seasonal and you'll expect to get it and herd immunity will build up. That's why just like the flu shots, you should be able to choose whether or not you would like to be vaccinated. You shouldn't be pressured into it by healthcare professionals, by colleges, by workplaces, or by people you know. It's an individual choice, and it should stay that way as long as you're educated on how the virus works, how it spreads, then you can take the appropriate precautions when you go out and about. Should not be um, a government mandate. 
And that is where I'm going to wrap up this episode of The Essentials. I hope you guys enjoyed and maybe learned something about viral replication. And I hope that you will listen again next week for another episode of The Essentials with me, Maddie Flint, right here on the BMG Network.